No. Yes. Man, it works every time. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome into another episode of the Super Duper Flex Bros. Uh, I'm your host, Sam, tonight, and uh, with me is uh, Sean, a.k.a. Meat Paws. Sean, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great tonight. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for joining. This is the first time I'm doing a show uh, with you without my co-host, Tom. He's out uh, traveling the world with his beautiful bride right now, so we'll let him uh, be in peace. But like we know, it doesn't matter what time of the year it is. Dynasty never sleeps, so we're... uh, we're prepping for a rookie draft, actually. So uh, this show, we're going to go over another grading system of uh, a league with a handful of the flex pros that play in it. And uh, so even if you're not in this league, you might still find some uh, valuable content. Uh, but before we jump into that, Sean, I got to get your quick unfiltered thoughts on Aaron Rodgers reporting to camp today. What what do, what do you think? Does that move Anything, you, you did just trade away Devontae Adams. How are you feeling about that? You know, Aaron Rodgers is a known diva, and this is a total diva move to kind of play it off to the <laughs> last second. So kind of figured that something was going to get done, at least for this year, it looks like. Um, and, yeah, I did I did trade away Devontae, but, you know, that, that trade really had nothing to do with the return of Aaron Rodgers or not. Um, I, I felt like my team was pretty – Pretty pretty deep and wide receiver. Even though I'm gonna giving up the, you know, the uh, proposed top guy, but I felt what I got in return uh, with being the number two overall pick in the rookie draft and Clyde Edwards Hilaire, uh, I thought it was a pretty fair trade. So, um, yeah, well, yeah, I guess we'll just have to see what happens. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that was a good trade on your, on your part for all of our listeners. Is a 12 man super flex league. Um, so you traded away, I believe, Kirk Cousins and um, Devontae Adams for the 102. And who else did you get that? Oh, yeah, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So, yeah, yep. yeah, I think that was a fair move for both you guys. And, yeah, it's definitely going to keep you competitive. You did take me down in the championship last year. So uh, congrats on that yep. if I haven't given you a, a salty congratulations on that. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take all the congrats I can get. Never, yeah. never. <laughs> Well, there you go. And and I forget, but this league, there is some kind of like empire scoring. Um, I don't know if it's winning two in a row or winning three total, but either way, that's one check mark for you. Yep. Uh, towards winning the whole league. So so that's pretty exciting. Uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of people, they've done their rookie draft now. Uh, but this is one of those uh, really rare ones where we're actually waiting until August to complete our rookie draft. So it gave us some time this offseason where we could actually look at each of the teams and uh, give them ranks kind of based on some dynasty uh, ADP and some dynasty ranks. Uh, So we did this a few months ago in a different league. So just a quick recap of this grading system. Uh, What, what we did is we rank each uh, team based on their quarterback, running back, wide receiver and tight end average. So, at quarterback, running back, or wide receiver, if they average a top four between their top two quarterbacks, they get that perfect 4.0. So just like in high school, you're trying to get that 4.0, uh, but you might end up having more 2.0s uh, on your on your report card than, than you'd like to admit. So uh, if you've got an average of top four quarterbacks, which we've got a couple of teams with that in this league, actually, so we'll get to those, um, you get a 4.0. If you average somewhere between 5 to 8, you get a 3.6, 9 to 12, 3.3, 13 to 
13 to 15, 3.0, um, and then we start to see it drop off. So if your quarterbacks together, if they average a rank of 16 to 18, you're looking at a 2.6, uh, 2.3 for a rank of 19 to 21. And then if you're on that low end, anything after 22, you're going to get a 2.0 for quarterback. And it, in Superflex, uh, that could be pretty devastating. So I don't quite remember. We'll go through each of these scores. I don't know if anybody did have a 2.0, uh, but if they did, hopefully they've got one of those top three picks in the draft. Uh, and then one note at tight end, you get a 4.0 only if you have one of those top three guys. So the top three being Kelsey, Kittle, or Waller. So, you know, each week uh, you feel like you've got that advantage. And whether you're playing Waller or Kelsey or Kittle, you know there's a, a probably a 50-50 shot you're going to walk away with the most points of that position. So after that, um, if you've got a top four to six, you get a 3.0, 7 to 10, 2.0. And then anything less than that, you actually get a 1.0. And we've got a few guys with that. So that being said, after I threw all those numbers out there, um, we're just going to kind of go through each roster and kind of break down their grade. So uh, we're going to go in reverse order. So uh, the team with the lowest score of 10.6 is going to be uh, Ryan P. So we can break down his roster quick. So his strongest um, assets actually are at that quarterback position. So he should feel pretty good about um, the start of his roster. So he's got Tannehill and Tua. Um, and then at running back, he's going to get a 2.6 uh, with Aaron Jones and Chris Carson. And then this is where it starts to get a little bit shaky. So he's got a score of a 2.0 at both wide receiver and flex. And then tight end, he's got a score of 1.0 with Irv Smith. So his wide receivers, they're getting up there in age with Julio and Tyler Boyd. Uh, Kareem Hunt in his flex, and then Irv Smith at tight end. Um, so, Sean, something that I thought was really cool that you did is you actually did a mock draft, uh, and not just based on the the players that you like, but actually based on the team need. So this team, they did fall into the playoffs um, last year, so they ended up with the 108, so not as high of a rookie pick as they would have liked. But who did you uh, project this team drafting, and how do you think that's going to impact their roster? Well, I looked at Ryan's uh, full lineup, and you know, after uh, after Julio and Tyler Boyd, he's pretty thin. I mean, he's got Rashard Higgins, um, Russell Gage, and Hunter Renfro. Which Gage might have some upside here with Julio being out of Atlanta, but um, at the one eight, I'm not sure he'll drop this far. But I haven't taken Jamar Chase, um, and I think he'd be. Um, doing uh, somersaults if he was able to get Jamar Chase at the 1-8, but um, he clearly needs a alpha receiver on his team, and uh, I think Chase fills that role nicely for him. And if he's not there, I I can see him taking, like, Devontae Smith or, like, a Rashad, Rashad Bateman, um, but clearly he needs receiver help, and uh, I think that's where he's going to go with his 1-8 pick. Yeah, I think that's a good call, and, and you know, I think we could see Chase drop there. I, I did see him kind of fall to that 108-109 mark um, this year, so I, I think wide receiver still, it, it always ends up being one of the more deep uh, positions. So in, in his case, yeah, I think that's going to be really good value for him. We're probably going to see some quarterbacks and running backs, and, and of course we might see Kyle Pitts go. So if we got three running backs, a minimum of three quarterbacks and a tight end, then there you go, number eight. You might uh, get chased there. So moving on to our number 11 ranked team. 
Um, I should also give the the total scores of these teams. So so Ryan had a ten point six, and then number eleven we've got Maddie Cool coming in with eleven point three. Uh, he he's got an interesting setup uh, at his quarterback uh, spot. So one so the second lowest scored team. They're also actually pretty strong at quarterback. They have both Watson and Stafford, so he gets a 3.0 uh, by getting a 4.0 average between those two. And then at running back, he's got CMC, who's pretty much the unquestioned RB1, but then his second running back, actually, it goes all the way down to Raheem Moster, who's currently ranked running back number 40. So he gets a 20.5 average. Um, so he, he's getting that 3.0 at quarterback, 2.3 at uh running back and then similar to the roster we just talked about he's looking at twos for wide receiver tight end and flex so amari cooper and wolf fuller close out his wide receivers uh he's got gronkowski kind of holding on for life at that tight end position and then at flex i'd say this this was his miss last year be any of us that had those late first round early second round picks and um, if we didn't hit on those rookie picks, we're feeling it this year. So in his flex, he does have Henry Ruggs uh, rated number uh, 56 at wide receiver. So he does have the 104 in this upcoming rookie pick or, or uh, rookie draft. So, Sean, who, who do you see going at 104 for him? I've got him taking Najee Harris at the 1-4. Um, he, uh, he has a lot of running backs but again nothing you know not he doesn't have an alpha and you know Neji they've already said that he looks like to to be a a, a three down back in Pittsburgh and I mean, you look at the prior three down backs that they've had and they've all been pretty successful to say the least so um I think the the uh, the home run pick for him is Neji um he's got he, he needs some help at receiver too but I think the uh the running back spot is a little more important to him, especially at the one four. Yeah. And, and I don't have the, uh, the ranks in front of me, but let's say Najee is at like, I don't know, RB 12 in dynasty rankings. That might be a little high, but let's say he's at 12. So low end one, um, the average between him and CMC would put him at 6.5, uh, between those two guys. And so his mm-hmm. score would go from a 2.3 all the way up to a 3.6. So I think you're right. I think that's a way to, uh, take one of his lower ranked uh, positions and and really elevate it pretty quickly. There's not a lot of picks um, that he can do in this draft that's going to do that for him. So I, I like the call on that. Uh, moving up to our number 10 ranked team, uh, Taitu0022. Uh, he comes in with a 12.5 rank. Um, so he is one of the one of the few teams he's got kind of a lower rank at the quarterback spot unfortunately so he's got daniel jones and carson wentz which gives him an average of a uh, quarterback 22 so he gets a 2.0 at quarterback and then running back he's, he's uh definitely got some hope there he's got both zeke and montgomery giving him an average of uh 16 so high uh, high rb2 average uh, zeke is still an rb1 and then at wide receiver he's got a lot of depth i wanted to talk about this roster um, a little bit and get your thoughts on some potential moves he could do in this draft but wide receiver he's got Diggs and michael thomas so he gets a 3.3 out 
out of those guys. Uh, tight end, he's got Logan Thomas, who just got locked up with a long-term deal. And then at flex, he's actually ranked at a 2.6. And I was telling you earlier, nine out of our 12 teams actually have a 2.0, which is the lowest score you could get for flex. So he's one of the rare teams that actually has uh, a higher than 2.0 rank for, for his flex. So he's got four wide total wide receivers uh, ranked inside of that wide receiver 24 or higher. He's got Diggs at six, Thomas at 12, Higgins at 18, and Jerry Judy at 24. Um, so I'll get your thoughts on his potential pick here, but also if you were if you were this team, would you be trying to package one of those wide receivers with one of those weaker quarterbacks to try to move up and maybe lock in a guy that's got a long-term uh, future? Because both Daniel Jones and Carson Wentz, they're, they're kind of kind of shaky yeah I, th- I think that's a definite possibility um like so in my mock draft 1.0 i got him at the uh with zach wilson um with the other big three quarterbacks already off the board at the one five um i i don't know if he would be happy with that pick or not so i could easily see him wanting to package something to move up into the top three um to get one of those uh stud rookies yeah, but yeah, I mean, other otherwise, he's got a pretty, pretty solid team, uh, and I think shoring up his quarterback situation is going to be the way to go. Yeah, definitely. We've 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 talked so much about the importance of those quarterbacks and super flex. So I'm not going to hold your feet to the flames on committing to any trades, but you do have that 102. Do you see any any wide receivers on this roster that if he was to add to the 105? you might consider trading back um, from that 102 spot. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if he threw digs out there, I mean, I'm, that probably would be overpaying for the one, two, but um, you know, the digs and the one five, I would seriously consider that. Yeah, it, I agree. It feels like a little bit of an overpay, but like we know at, at this time of year, when you're trying to move up even just one or two spots, you, you got to, offer an overpay and it, it still might not get accepted. So I, mm-hmm. I think that'd be a good one to consider um, at the, yeah, at the one, two, we'll get into your projections of, of those picks, but yeah, I think that would ensure uh, his, his future at the quarterback spot. It, it'd also be a nice little uh, replacement for you with the loss of Devonte Adams too. So yep. maybe, maybe we'll see that happen. It, it's uh, definitely a possibility. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so moving up now into the single digits of ranks, we got, T. Musgrove uh, at number nine. He comes in 0.1 points higher than um, Titus 022. So he's got a 12.6. Um, so th- this was the team you did um, your recent trade we were just talking about. Um, so he comes in with a uh, 2.3 score at the quarterback position between Baker and Cousins. Uh, but then one of the more stronger teams at running back. So uh Jonathan Taylor and Austin Eckler, giving him a, a total average of 10.0 of, of a rank between those running backs. So he gets a 3.3. Uh, also pretty strong at wide receivers. So Devontae Adams, like we were just talking about, and Kenny Galladay, if he can stay healthy. So he gets a 3.0 there. Uh, and then we see, uh, like a lot of the teams, the drop off at uh, tight end. So he's got Austin Hooper. So he gets a 2.0 with him. And then ODB. In his flex, currently wide receiver 34, so also a 2.0. So 
Uh, I know he traded away his first round pick to you in uh, <clears throat> that Adams deal, but uh, what? Who did you have going uh, to him in the second round? I think does he hold the two eleven and two twelve? Yeah, he's got the two eleven and two twelve, and I know like he's been pretty vocal about wanting to move back up, possibly into the first. So um, I don't know if he'd be able to do that with the two eleven and two twelve, but um, I'm sure he could find a package to move in, move up for the right price. But um, at two eleven, uh, I haven't taken uh, Chuba Hubbard. Uh, I think it just kind of rounds out again, rounds out his running back depth, um, and. It's obviously it's CMC's backfield, but you know there's always a question mark with with uh, with injuries with him. So I think if we uh, see an injury with him, I think Hubbard might get a good run. Uh, at the 212, I have him taken Nico Collins, uh, wide receiver for Houston. And again, same thing. It's like at kind of at that spot of the draft, you're just looking to uh, hit the hit the dartboard on someone that can make a quality piece to your team and I think Collins, uh, although they, you know, they did just trade for, uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name from Chicago. Uh, they just brought him in maybe bumping Collins's initial value down, but, uh, he's a big receiver that could make some, make some noise in Houston. Yeah. Yeah. They, they just trade for Anthony Miller. And that's it. That's- yeah, that's pretty exciting because a lot of deep dynasty people have been holding him on the bench, just waiting for him to to make a play. And that Darnell Mooney drafting that kind of put a cap on his opportunities. So yeah, I I agree. Uh, it, it you kind of brought up a good point, like two eleven and two twelve. You're really looking to hit on one of those darts. It, if you've got your mock in front of you, where where do you feel like there's that big drop off? Like I'm holding the two hundred three, and I feel like there's one or two players I'm, I'm really hoping and uh, praying come to me there. But in my opinion, I think it's, I think it is that two Oh three right after that, there's a little bit of a cliff. How are you feeling yeah. about two Oh four or two Oh five or what are your thoughts? Yeah. You know, that, that, that's probably a pretty good spot. You look at, at, um, uh, at the kind of the, the quality of the guys. I mean, you have guys that are, you know, like Trey Sermon, you, you know, I have him going at 12. Uh, I mean, you have guys that are in possible starting positions up up until about the two, three, two, four spot. So uh, you might find a diamond in the rough, but I, I definitely think that that you know there's about a top fifteen that uh, really looks like they can make the the difference this year. Yeah, and and you mentioned uh, this team wanting to move up into the first, which it might be a little bit of a challenge with the two eleven and two twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you have the final pick in the first round right now. You've got the one twelve. So looking at his roster and looking at those those late seconds off the top of your head. So again, not committing to anything. But let's say let's say they offered Galladay and one of those picks. Would that be enough, or would you be more excited about one of those rookie wide receivers coming in at the one twelve before before you made a move like that? I you know I I like shiny new toys <laughs> so it'd be yep. tough to kind of move off those uh you know those rookie receivers um but then again i mean galladay they didn't pay him all that money to do nothing with them so uh i would consider it maybe but that but that was that that would be something that you know maybe you know 110 is on the clock and my pick's coming up 
you know, it, it's going to be a game day decision, I think, for for that pick. Yeah, yeah, you might yeah. With, with something that close, you might say, okay, how about twenty twenty two? I'll give you my third, and you give me your second, or something like that to kind of just right. push, it, push it over the deal. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think Galladay and a, a late second for that that one twelve. I think that's pretty close. So I I definitely have to consider that too. Mm-hmm. So moving on to uh, uh, rank number eight, we've actually got your team, uh, but you don't have to worry because you do have those two first round picks coming up. Yep. Uh, so on on your roster, you're. You're one of the stronger teams at quarterback. You've got Mr. Unlimited and Jalen Hurts uh, running back. I think this was a common theme. Um, skipping ahead, just taking a peek at my roster too. Both you and I have a, a score of 3.6 at running back, and you and I were both in the championship. So I think we all know the importance of quarterbacks and super flex, but those, those alpha running backs, they, they can't be overstated how important those are. So You've got Delvin and CEH, um, but you had Delvin and Jacobs at, before you yep. made that CEH move. Uh, as a Jacobs and CEH, you're probably pretty close. Uh, wide receiver, you were stronger when you had Adams, uh, but you dropped back a little bit, but you do have some good depth there. So Godwin and Claypool give you a 2.3. And then, like I keep saying, uh, similar to a lot of the other teams, both tight end and flex, you're coming in with that 2.0. So mm-hmm. let let's get let's let, let you be selfish a little bit. Tell us about your team a little bit, and this is your opportunity for all the all the guys in this league that are listening. Uh, let let them know who's who's tradable, who's not tradable, and uh, how are you feeling as the defending champ, and what moves are you looking to make? Well, you know, I, as uh, as I kind of proved with Devontae, nobody's untouchable. Um, you know, the right. Everybody's movable for the right price, so you know that goes with the one-two. Um, yeah, the the so before the uh, the Devonte trade, I actually traded away Josh Jacobs for Jalen Hurts because yeah. I had uh, all I had was Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins, so I had zero depth at at uh, at quarterback. So I figured I, you know, Kirk is going to be good this year. And that it's kind of a question mark after that. So I was like, well, uh, with I'm not going to get one of the rookie quarterbacks most likely at the 112. So what kind of move can I make? And um, so I, I wanted to get some youth into my quarterback room. So I brought in Hertz. And uh, I don't know. It's it's one of those things like you look at your team over and over again, and it's it just kind of the shininess wears off of it. So <laughs> I think I think. <laughs> having the trades and and uh, kind of spices things up a little bit and makes it fun to look at your lineup again and um but with that you know like with with the one two that i'm sitting on now um in my in my in the mock draft 1.0 i i have myself taking trey lance um but honestly like i've looked at lance i've looked at naji i looked at Pitts, and i've looked at at jamar all in that spot because all of them would fit great into my roster um yeah and you know hurts does kind of have a question mark they you know it doesn't sound like philadelphia is fully convinced with him yet and that makes does make me a little nervous which is why i had myself taking lance uh right off the bat yeah yeah i like i like lance at that 102 spot i think both tom and i 
I came to that conclusion basically on, on draft day, but the fact that the 49ers invested their future into him. Um, but the Bears did that with uh, Fields, too, so just not mm-hmm. as much. They just traded that additional first so they could move up and get Fields, uh, where the, the 49ers, of course, we know they basically paid three firsts uh, right. to get to get Lance. Um, so I, I like that. I like that call. And uh, a side note, I saw at the 112, you had yourself taken Trey Sermon. So you're looking to take both the trays. So you'll yep. have to ch- change your team name to the lunch tray or something like that. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> um, the wheels have already been spinning after yeah. I realized it. <laughs> that's what I did. But uh, all right. But I will say, looking at just the scoring system, you've got Noah Fant. He's right on the cusp of giving you that 3.0. He gets a two because he's uh, ranked as tight end seven. But mm-hmm. if you did take pits, that would, that would give you that biggest elevation. You'd get a, a full two points higher. So you'd be uh, bumped up to 15.2, which would tie you for second place in this league. And then on top of that, you still have that um, number 12 pick. So yep. that's, yeah, so, something to consider. Of course, I'm, I'm going to try to promote Pitts going as early as 101, but I'm, I'm in a handful of dynasty leagues and I definitely saw him going as high as 101. So it's yeah. not the crazy, not the craziest thing. And yeah, I brought this up on other shows, but the fact that uh, the Falcons, they, they took Pitts over Jamar Chase. So they knew they were going to be trading away Julio, which they did shortly mm-hmm. after, but you could have basically looked at that team as only having Calvin Ridley and did they go chase or Pitts and, um, it sounds like they didn't hesitate on pits. So if, you, if right. you've got hesitation on uh, between between those two, just factor that in that the front office made that decision too. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see the moves that you make and everything. Um, any any teams out there that you're that I'm, you're you're a Vikings fan, right? I would guess depends on the day, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, there might be. Is there? This is your opportunity. Is there any any player out there that you've been looking at? You want to try to go all in and make a push for Mahomes or one of your favorite players, or are you just going to kind of wait and let the draft come to you? You know, I'm just I'm not kind of letting let let's uh, sit and see what happens. Uh, yeah, there's a, there are a couple quarterbacks out there that I would be maybe interested in moving up to, but you know, I I like where I'm sitting and. You know, if the right offer presents itself, uh, definitely take a hard look at it. Yeah, I'm excited for it. This is one of my favorite rookie drafts because we have so many of the teams in person. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had we had our first rookie draft last year. And yeah, if you think wheeling and dealing through the the sleeper chat system is fun, try try doing it in person when half the league is eavesdropping on you and if, if you if you put any garbage thoughts out there like saying oh well let me let me throw in my my 305 or something you're you're gonna get laughed at and you're gonna you're gonna walk out of that draft with with your head down so i'm all about overpaying on draft day too to make yep. any moves yep. so, um, and the, yeah the, the quick circle oh dad the quick circle back on like on the dart throws um i got chase claypool in last year's draft i think at the three eight so, yeah. you know, that was talk about a diamond in the rough that I, you know, granted, he still has a lot to prove, but, you know, he had a pretty strong showing in a handful of the games last year. So, you know, if he, if he ends up being my next Devante, I, I can't complain about the three, eight price tag. Oh yeah, exactly. And, and here I am trading up so I can grab Jordan Love and, and Zach Moss in the early <laughs> seconds. So 
a, a very nice find on your part. <laughs> <laughs> I got lucky. Um, so moving up to number seven, um, we got Dinah Dusty. He's got a pretty exciting roster too. Uh, let me find his quick. Um, so he comes in with a score of um, a 2.6 at quarterback, which that seems a, l- a little late to me, um, but or, or a little low. But he's got Rodgers and Matt Ryan, so they're ranked quarterback 10 and 22. So that does give him an average of 16.0. Uh, but I feel like those are still two solid uh, low-end QB1s. And, and like we said, Rodgers just came back today. Um, so that number 10 rank prob- probably isn't very fair on him if you're looking at this year. Um, but that's what they've got for him in Dynasty. Uh, running back, one of the stronger teams. He's got a 3.3 grade with Henry and Sanders. Uh, wide receiver, he's got Justin Jefferson, which we all uh, know he, he came out super electric right away last year. He's he's currently wide receiver number four, but I if you told me he was number one, that, that wouldn't be crazy at all. Um, so him and Lockett give him a score of 2.6. Um, Lockett's out there all the way at uh, wide receiver 32, but I, I'm a hot Lockett fan. I think he's easily... Um, top 20 but i'd have to see those players in front of me so tight end he comes in at 3.0 with tj hawkinson currently tight end number five and then uh another team with a a low 2.0 uh rating at his flex spot so he has the 103 and 111 And, and actually skipping ahead uh i just wanted to make a note the number six ranked team um air rate my, my co-host, he's got the 101 and 110. So I thought it was interesting that our number eight, number seven, and number six teams, so you, Dinah Dusty, and uh, my brother, all three of you guys have uh, either the 101, 102, 103, and, and then a combination of the 110, 111, and 112. So was that something that you noticed? You know, not until you, not until you just said it. Um I knew I knew uh, Air Raiders had had the 110 along with the 11, but I overlooked uh, Dyna Dusty having the 111. I actually thought you still had that, so um, doesn't change my pick at all. I think that's still, you know, I think that's still what's going to happen. But yeah, uh, but yeah, that uh, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, I like that these rankings. I think they they came out pretty fair on the scale. Because uh, you guys have some of the stronger uh, teams on paper, but the numbers don't do it justice. But once we make these rookie these uh, rookie picks, then it really will. Um, but so, who did you have him taking at the one hundred three and at the one eleven? So at one hundred three, I have him taking Justin Fields. Um, you know, he's he's set for quarterback this year. But then again, you know, who knows what Rogers is going to do after this year? Is he going to retire or not? And kind of the same thing with Matt Ryan. They're both getting up there in age and. Justin Fields um, is a uh, definitely one of the one of the workhorses in the in the draft this year. So uh, I, I can't see him passing up a quarterback at the one three. Um, on the other hand, I mean, if if he feels like he's set for quarterback this year, I could see him taking Najee Harris too. Um, just uh, uh, again, just maybe to fill his bolster his flex spot or uh, or whatever. And then uh, at the 111, I uh, haven't just taken the basically the best rece- receiver available at the time is Devontae Smith. Uh, so uh, I think that one's pretty straightforward, in my opinion. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smith, he he can definitely. Yeah, a lot of people are comparing him to Tyreek Hill, so I could I could totally see him making that pick. He does have Miles Sanders looking at his roster, so I, I don't know how he feels about uh, two Philly players in his starting lineup. Um, but yeah, if if you take Smith at the end of the first, uh, which was pretty common, I, I don't think you can go wrong there. Uh, but yeah, that's that's another team. If I if I look at Kyle Pitts, I know he's got T.J. Hawkinson, so uh, mm-hmm. he'd, he'd go from. Um, a three. Well, ac- actually, you'd get a three out of both those guys. Um, but if if he did take Pitts, I think he could negotiate with Hawkinson um, with one of these half dozen teams that are getting a, a two or, or lower on the tight end position too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and yeah, may- maybe he potentially trades back because he's got a solid roster and he's got that other first round pick. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just excited to see how all this shakes out. Um, so moving up to number six, like I mentioned, uh, my co-host Tom, he's uh, got two of those first-round picks. Um, so his grade, he gets a 2.0 at quarterback, uh, but that's because he's currently rostering Lamar Jackson and Ryan Fitzpatrick, so QB5 and QB37 in Dynasty. But when he takes Trevor Lawrence, um, again, I don't have the ranks in front of me, but let's say he's QB12. He's going to be looking just fine with a uh, an average of about QB8, which would give him a 3.6. So he'll get that full boost of a 2.0 to 3.6 at quarterback. And uh, and then that matches score of 3.6 at running back uh, between Barkley and Dobbins. And then he is, I believe, one of two teams that has a perfect wide receiver score. So he has A.J. Brown, wide receiver two, Calvin Ridley, number seven, giving him an average of 4.5. Uh, but again, just like a lot of the teams we've talked about, uh, there's a drop-off at tight end and flex. He's got a 2.0 at both those. So he's got the 101 and the 110. So you've got Lawrence going 101. Who do you see him uh, reaching for at 110? I, him and I have both have had conversations about Rashad Bateman, about you know whether where, where we think you know he's going to drop. I hope he drops to the 112, but I don't see that happening. I I, I see him taking uh, Bateman at 110. Yeah, yep. I think uh, I think he's talked about his love for Bateman. So I, if he's there at 110, which I expect him to be, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head with those those two picks. So any any other thoughts on his team? I'm I'm a little nervous. He's gonna. Be uh, looking pretty strong at that quarterback, running back, and wide receiver position. So maybe, maybe he needs to try to uh, move up and try to get Pitts. Or if uh, if Pitts goes to your roster that's got another tight end, he, I I'm I'm particularly not very high on Dallas Goddard, but I know he is. If if you were him, would you be trying to package Goddard with that late first? and try to get a, a more secure tight end, or do you think he should hold on to that 110 and, and take Bateman? I could see him I could see him doing that if Pitts happens to start dropping in the draft. Um, yeah. You know, if, if he goes in one of the top five, I don't think, you know, Goddard in the 110 is going to do it. Um, you know, maybe if he threw in uh, – I don't, I don't know if he's got a second this year. Um, no, he doesn't have a second, but – uh, I guess you know, yeah. Like I said, it depends if you know if Pitts dropped on the, the boards a little bit. I can see him trying to make that deal. Yeah. He's pretty. It, he seems to be pretty savvy with those kind of things. 
<laughs> so I'm sure he'd probably he'd find a way to swindle his way into him. So yeah, well, and and that's the beauty of making that trade when you're uh, on the clock. Because even if it was something as simple as the team with the 109, 109 trade in back to the one ten, you know, you can hold that person's feet to the flames and make it seem like you're thinking about pits when you're going Bateman or Waddle or one of those guys um, at the at the one ten and just make him pay up and add Goddard to the, the 110 so you can move up and you can still get your guy in a free tight end out of it. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yeah. So that, that should be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, at 110, if he does take Bateman, uh, I don't think that helps his uh, flex much, but um, like I said, he'd get a 1.6 boost. So he'd go from 13.6 to 15.2 uh, tying him for second place. So moving up to our fifth ranked team, uh, we've got laces out, and let's see. I'm trying to pull up her team. So she has uh, Josh Allen and uh, Cam Newton. So she gets a 2.6 at quarterback, uh, running back, and wide receiver. She's very strong, 3.6 at both. Uh, Chubb and Gibson at running back, Tyreek Hill and DJ Moore at wide receiver. Um, and then another team, uh, weaker at tight end, she's got Hunter Henry. And then at flex, she has Joe Mixon. So she actually traded away Cam Akers uh, for Mixon in a pick a month or two ago. And then the uh, the Akers news broke. Um, so she's probably feeling pretty good about that. But um, she has the 109 uh, after placing fourth in the playoffs last year. Uh, where do you see her going with the 109? So, you know, I, I talked about Pitts falling, and I have her, I have him falling into her lap at at uh, the one nine. So I have All her right. taking Kyle Pitts, and you know, again, looking at the depth of her team, that's I think that could be the one piece that puts her over the edge um, to make it deep into the playoffs. Uh, and said so I just on how my board kind of played out. That's just that's how. That's how it worked out, and it so happened that she, you know, that's one of her weakest weakest spots. Other than other than quarterback, you know, like I said, she's got Josh Josh Allen, but Cam Newton's a question mark, even for most of this year. Um, uh, you know, with with the Patriots drafting Mac Jones, uh, um, but you got you you got to take Kyle Pitts in this situation if you know if you were her. So, yeah. To, to all of our league mates listening to this, I'm going to say, please don't let Pitts drop to her. <laughs> I'm looking at the scoring system. She's she's in fifth with a, a score of 13.8. She would get a, a, basically a 3.0 boost from that. And she'd go, she'd move into the number one spot at a score of 16.8. And for reference, first place is 15.3. So there's going to be quite a swing there and an advantage. Um, so that absolutely, if if Pitts drops that far, that's going to be uh, a, a, the perfect pick for that team. Um, so yeah. good call on that. And she all she also owns the two the the two two, and at that spot, I have her taking Mac Jones. You know, and, so. and that that'd be another perfect pick to complement uh, Cam Newton. So, yeah, the, I don't think that would bring up that average for her at all, but it gives her that security if if Cam. He, Cam says he's 100% now, but if he's not, then at least she's still got a, a another starting quarterback. Yep. Uh, number four, we've got 
is it Kenoki Poke or Kenoki yep. Pokey? Uh, so number four um, at 14.0. Uh, let me pull up his roster. So um, he's he's got a couple of uh, concerning uh, positions right at the beginning. Um, so 2.0 at both quarterback and running back. Uh, so quarterback, he's got some fine veterans that I think if you wanted to, you know, rebuild for a season, I think he could get some really good value out of these guys. And if if he did, if he uh, did trades the right way, especially at, at draft night, if he traded for some future firsts, I think uh, he could close in on the market and probably get you walk away with three or four total first round picks for next year's draft. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brady and Carr, uh, dynasty quarterback, 25 and 26. And then at running back, um, Zach Moss and James Conner running back 33 and 39. Um, so that's what gives that lower 2.0 score. Um, but at wide receiver, he's got um, Allen and Robinson. Um, so Keenan Allen and uh, um which Robinson is this? Allen, oh, Allen yeah. Robinson. Yep. Yeah. Allen Robinson. It threw me off because I have, I've got Allen for uh, Keenan Allen. So <laughs> Keenan Allen Robinson. <laughs> uh, so, but strong score at that wide receiver um, 3.0 and then uh tight end. Uh, we've got Darren Waller. So he actually gets that rare 4.0. And then I think I, I made a mistake on this. I had, Jalen Rieger giving him a score of three at flex, but Rieger's at wide receiver 47, so he's actually sitting at a two. Um, so what what are your thoughts on this roster? He does have the the 106, so he's probably missing out on one of those top-tier guys, but maybe maybe he could package one of those old, older quarterbacks with that 106 to move up. What do you think? Uh, oh, I don't know. I, it would have to be a pretty juicy uh, package, I think. Um, you know, Tom Brady, he says he can play another three years or wants to play another three years. I don't know if that's likely or not. Derek Carr has been a question mark almost since day one. Uh, I think, honestly, I think he would have a tough time moving just one of those guys and and the one six to move up into the top five. Um, but then again, you never know. I mean, what doesn't sound appealing to me might sound appealing to someone else. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. If, if someone gets a veteran quarterback just to trade back a spot or two, that might give him a little bit of security uh, with the playoffs later on in the season and everything. He does have, so, uh, like I said, I think this would be a really good team to rebuild and try to get some early picks for next year. He's got Darren Waller currently tight end three. I mean, if we fast forward a season, I don't think it'd be crazy to see Pitts or Hawkinson move move ahead of him. Um, but I'm, I'm on the Waller train. Uh, I wasn't a believer, and I, I can't apologize enough for that. I, I did draft him in some guillotine leagues, and he essentially won me a guillotine league. Uh, so I'm a Waller believer, but he is up there in age. Uh, do you think he could, if, if you had to put a, uh, a pick number on Waller, what do you think he could trade Waller for, considering the Pitts is in this draft also? Um. Like you're talking straight up or pack or packaging? Uh, let, let's just say straight up. So just kind of cheating and not, not looking at the board or anything. Do you think he, I think people would go pits over Waller. So I don't think he'd be worth like a one Oh three, but do you think he could get one Oh five or one Oh six or, or something like that? It, it would probably end up being a package deal, but uh, 
my, my creative juices I, aren't flowing after 9 p.m. So <laughs> I don't want to get too crazy with this. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. Like the one the one five might be pushing it. Um, I could easily see, you know, between maybe, you know, maybe one eight, one nine. I could see that happening. Yeah. So, um, you know, if if you took, you know, if you took Pitts at at the at the one six and then traded, uh, traded Waller for the one nine, and you know, then he, I don't know. I guess we'd have to see how how it would play out. But no, I I yeah. I love I love that strategy. If he takes Pitts and then he has Waller, he can corner that market. I think he could then package one of those tight ends with one of those quarterbacks and get himself a, a legit quarterback. So sure. I, I, I would love to see that. <laughs> hey, you never know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think if he did that, he could try to go out and get like a Stafford plus or something. So he's not going to get one of the, the rushing quarterbacks. that's going to give you a huge advantage, but I think he could get, get a boost at that. So, Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, so at number three, we've got my team at a score of 14.6, um, but I don't have a first-round pick. Uh, so quarterbacks, I've got a score of 3.0. I've got Kyler currently QB2, and then uh, Mr. Jameis Winston uh, eating all the Ws. He's got uh, a rank of QB29, so I get a 3.0 at quarterback. Um, but like I mentioned, similar to your team, I've got a 3.6 at running back between Kamara and Swift, uh, 3.0 at wide receiver with McLaurin and Ayuk, and then Mark Andrews sitting there at tight end six. Uh, but I love his youth and dynasty, and he, I mentioned on, on the show he's one of the few tight ends. I think he's one of four tight ends to go over 2,000 receiving yards his first three years in the season. Uh, so feel good about him at, at my tight end. Uh, so we get a 3.0 at that. And then Cooper Cup, I get a 2.0 at wide receiver, uh, 28. Uh, but I, I feel pretty good about Cup, too. Uh, but I did make some moves, including trading back from that 111 to the 203. So who do you have me taking at the 203? I have you taken uh, your second favorite tight end in the draft, Pat Fryermuth. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. I, I, I just I can't see you passing him up. In the because I know he's not going to make it around to you in the third, so yeah, um, oh, I, yeah, I don't even have a third round pick, so that, oh, that oh. 203 is very crucial for me. <laughs> um, it, I, I wouldn't expect you to look too deep into my roster, but I will say I also have Robert Tanyan as my backup tight end, and Aaron Rodgers is coming back. So, with that information, are you still confident I'd, I'd go uh, Friar Muth at the 203? I honestly, I, I just kind of threw it, threw it in there just. You know, knowing your love for tight ends, I I couldn't I couldn't pass it up. And uh, um, I don't I, I mean, looking at looking at your roster, uh, it's kind of a you're pretty you're pretty st- stacked throughout. Um, you know, you're you got some good up and coming receivers. You got some some running back depth. Uh, so pretty much whatever I you know any the best player available is just kind of a uh, you know good insurance policy on what you already have. So uh, you're cute. You're too kind. You must be buttering me up to try to trade that one or two. Maybe. Um, but yeah, I, I, I will say I looked at your mock draft and, and I won't say if you're right, but I'll say somewhere between the one, I think off the top of my head, the one eleven and the one eleven and two Oh five, 
Um, the player I'm targeting, I think, was somewhere around there. It might, it may have even been Fryermuth, but you, you definitely weren't off by much if it wasn't him. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, the, um, I I wish that uh, Winston had a little bit more of a guarantee. Uh, I've told I think just Tom this prediction, but I actually think next year Aaron Rodgers goes to the Saints. So I think uh, I think Rodgers and Brady really enjoy. Uh, having that little rivalry. So, of course, Brady knocked Rodgers out of the playoffs last year. Um, they've had some some fun head-to-head matchups in the past. And I could see for two seasons uh, Brady and Rodgers just going at it within that um, NFC South. So he, I, I'm a little nervous with Winston as my QB, too. And then, of course, I don't have a first-round pick. So I'm going to have to ride that wave. Uh, but that's that's kind of my thoughts on on Rodgers' future. Uh, moving up to the, the the number two ranked team, um, we've got Nice Dak. So he has um, a very high score at quarterback. So he's got Dak and Herbert. So QB four and QB six. So he gets a three point six there. Running back a little little bit weaker. Josh Jacobs. You you did that trade with him this offseason for Jalen Hurts. So he's got Jacobs and Gaskin. Uh, running back 22 and 25. So he does get that low 2.0 score at running back um, wide receiver. Again, uh, very high, similar to the quarterback position, 3.6 between Hopkins and Lamb. Uh, and then Travis Kelsey, the number one tight end, he gets a 4.0. And then uh, a flex, just another another team with a 2.0 score uh, with Darnell Mooney at wide receiver 53. So one, one thing to note about his team, so he actually – he did a trade with my brother last year. Um, Tom had won the championship the year before, so he had the 112. And at the draft, we saw Herbert in the Superflex League actually drop to the 112. Um, so they did a, a straight-up trade. So Nice Dak traded away his uh, future first-round pick for that 112. And then he he struck gold with Justin Herbert. Uh, so one thing I, I will say, if – if you see somebody fall or if you see a player you really want, yeah, you, you just got to call your shot too. And that's, that's why it's fun to make those trades in the off season and, and at the drafts, because we've kind of talked about this in the past, but if you just go back and plug in all of the top players from last year into this year's roster, you're probably not going to win because one or two of those guys are going to get hurt. And one or two of those guys are going to fall off a little bit. Uh, so I like the the moves that you've been making with some of these trades and that I liked him calling his shot and now getting essentially a top five quarterback in dynasty. So um, he did trade away his first round pick, which ended up being the one one because his, his team went on a winning streak in the, uh, um, I guess the, if you want to call it the loser bracket, uh, the consolation bracket um, style of uh, playoffs that we do to, to fight for those top six picks for the next year. But um, the nice thing is he, he did trade away that 101, um, but he does still have that 201. So who do you have nice Dak taking at the 201? Uh, I have right now taking Jalen Waddle. Uh, another possibility too is like my, I can see him taking Michael Carter. Uh, he just like kind of just looking at his bench. He's only got two uh, receivers on the bench in uh, Tyrell Williams and, Mar- and Mar- Marquise Brown. So, I mean, I, I just I, I had him taking Jalen Waddle over Carter just because I, I figured he'd need a little bit more depth at receiver other than his plethora of 
kind of mid-range running backs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Looking at his his roster with Gaskin and, and Jacobs, I like that call if if he does pivot to Carter. I, of course, we're get we're gonna get all the hype camp reports. Uh, but it, did did you happen to watch that um, Jets piece? I think it was like four episodes on Amazon or on YouTube. Um, no, I I didn't. So, oh, if you basically just type in uh, I don't know Jets draft or something. I think it's like four episodes, but it's the the 2021 jets taking flight so it's really cool you get a behind the scenes look at the the day of the draft uh where they took elijah moore day two and then michael carter day three um but yeah you get a really good feel for what the jets are trying to do hiring robert salas so i I totally recommend you you watch it but they they were very excited to see michael carter drop uh they had said that if he if they had had a third round pick they would have taken him in the third round um, and, and you could see the excitement in, in their faces when, when they saw Carter there. So, um, oh. so who, who knows? It, it kind of reminds me of Antonio Gibson last year where Washington was hyping him up since the day they drafted him. And then he ended up breaking out. So I, I do, I do like the idea of uh, Michael Carter as somebody's RB three. Yep. So, and, and you liked Michael Carter on the day of the draft or pre-draft, didn't you? Yep. Yeah, I, yeah. I did. I, I was kind of surprised he fell, you know, as far as he did, because I thought for sure he was going in the mid third at the latest. So, you know, yeah. hopefully they got a steal. Yeah, yeah, it'd, it'd be nice to see some uh, production out of that running spot in New York. Um, so finally closing out with our number one ranked team, Poundtown 84. Uh, he he comes in at first place by a fraction of a point. So nice stack at 15.2 pound town, 84 comes in with 15.3. Um, so you should feel very good about his, uh, his team coming into the season. So that top quarterback we haven't mentioned yet, we can mention him now, uh, Patrick Mahomes, number one, and then, uh, Joe Burrow at eight. So he also gets that perfect score, uh, a 4.0 quarterback, um, Wide receiver, 3.3 with DK and Mike Evans. Uh, Tight end, also very strong, 4.0 with Kittle. And then another another 2.0 with Robert Woods at flex. But the one spot I wanted to talk about is uh, this is the team that traded away Mixon in a pick for Akers. It definitely looked like a a win in his side, but uh, Akers being out for the foreseeable future, he's got a combination of A.J. Dillon, James White, and uh, Malcolm Brown, so um, his, his lower score of, of 2.0 at running back. So he does have the 107. So where do you see him leaning with that pick? Uh, I, I got him taking Javante Williams at uh, the 107. Uh, I have ETN coming off the board one pick sooner, uh, but I don't see him taking anything other than a running back, you know, one of those two guys, because I don't think Harris is going to be there at the one at the 107. So. Um, that's a pretty much, pretty much a slam dunk pick in my opinion. Yeah. Yep. I would, I would agree with that. I think he's, he's just fine at wide receiver. Like we said, he's got wide receiver three, 19 and 27, uh, strong tight end when he's on the field. And then obviously pretty dominant at quarterback there too. Um, would, would you make, would you try to make any moves like looking at these pieces on this roster to try to move up to the the 104 and 105 to to get Harris do you think there's a big difference between uh Harris and Williams or would you would you stay put and and take the best running back that falls to you I you know I would 
I would take the either one of them. I think are going to be um, really good players. Uh, I think Javante's got a well. I mean, ETN working with with Lawrence. I think he's going to feel right at home and and produce right off the bat. You know, as much as Urban Meyer lets him. And Javante, I think it's just a matter of time before he overtakes Gordon and has that backfield all to, all to himself. So either one of those, I'd be happy with either one of those guys at that spot. But yeah. I, you know, I could maybe see him trying to, you know, well, one of these teams that are looking for quarterback, if he could, you know, trade away Darnold plus the one seven to move up to the one five or the one four, to, you know, in an attempt to get um, Najee Harris. That's something that I think he should strongly look at too. Yeah. Yep. I forgot about that. I, I put that note on there that, yeah, with that perfect quarterback score, he could probably afford to trade away Darnold. So I like the idea of him trying to uh, package in the first to, to move up. There's, there's plenty of teams that could use help at that quarterback position. Uh, so yeah, I, I like that move as well. Um, that's all I had for the show. Did you have any, any closing thoughts before we get out of here? No, I don't think so. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun, kind of doing this mock draft. It's, like I said, this is the first one I've ever done, and it was a lot of fun, kind of looking through everybody's rosters and trying to get a feel of how I think the the flow is going to go on draft night. So yeah, yeah, it's it's a good mental exercise. I think I'll I'll probably pull out the the notes app on my phone and put together some uh, propositions for when people are on the clock and, and try try to overwhelm them to trade up. But yeah, I think, <laughs> I think we'll see some, uh, some pretty exciting trades go down. Well, I appreciate you joining the show as well. Uh, you know how to get us out of here. Yeah, let's, uh, keep it flexy.